Romans chapter number 16, Romans chapter number 16, and we've been preaching through this book of the Bible. We come to the last chapter and probably the next to last message, and I've enjoyed preaching Romans and looking forward to this last chapter. Uh, I want to share with you something here. 15 comes to a conclusion, and it's almost like the book comes to an end in chapter number 15. It says in verse 32, that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God, and may with you be refreshed. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. It's almost like he brings it to a conclusion. And this is a proof text that when the pastor finishes preaching the sermon, he still might preach a little bit longer. Uh, because uh, here comes Paul. He says, Amen. But it's sweet to me, and it actually sets the tone for what I believe chapter 16 is all about. Because when he gets ready to close his letter, he can't help himself but to talk about and encourage specifically the people who have been such a blessing to him that he loves so much. And when we come to chapter number 16, we have a list of names. It's almost like reading numbers, except uh, instead of reading from the book of Numbers, we're reading names of people that uh, Paul loved and had been a blessing. And he wants to make sure everybody knows about it. And so we'll read together the first 16 verses of Romans chapter number 16, beginning in verse number 1. The Bible says, I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Sincrea, that ye receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a succour of many and of myself also. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Salute my well-beloved Epinetus, who is the firstfruits of Achaia unto Christ. Greet Mary, who bestowed much labor on us. Salute Andronicus and Juniah, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners who are of note among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. Greet Amplius, my beloved in the Lord. Salute Urbane, our helper in Christ. And Tychius, my beloved. Salute Apelles, approved in Christ. Salute them which are Aristobulus, of, are of Aristobulus' household. Salute Herodian, my kinsman. Greet them that be of the household of Narcissus, which are in the Lord. Salute Tryphena and Tryphosa. I think that's my favorite too. We ought to, if you ever have two girls, twins, you ought to name them Tryphena and Tryphosa. But if don't tell the kids I told you to, whatever you do. Tryphena and Tryphosa, who labored in the Lord. Salute the beloved Persis, which labored much in the Lord. Salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord and his mother and mine. Salute Asencretus, Phlegon, Hermas, Petrobus, Hermes, and the brethren which are with them. Salute whatever his name is. And Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints which are with them. Salute one another with an holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine 
which you have learned and avoid them. And I meant to stop at verse 16. But what an interesting section of Scripture. As a matter of fact, there's 35 names mentioned. And if I were to read that again, I'd say I'm all different. Except for those two. Uh, what are their names? Tryphena and Tryphosa. I'm pretty well stuck on that. Tryphena and Tryphosa. But the names are hard to say, but they represent something that we need to pay attention to. The Apostle Paul was a servant of God. He was a leader. He was the guy that God used to start many churches. He was a preacher. He was strong. But he loved people. He loved people. As a matter of fact, he gets ready to lick the envelope on the book of Romans and send it down the road. And he says, I can't stand it. I've got to write another chapter. Because there's so many people that God has used to help me. To encourage me that I've served God with. And I'll tell you, a true Christian leader understands that you can't do God's work alone. The work of the gospel is a work of multiplication. It's not one person doing the work. It's sometimes one person leading the way. And, but a host of people. Doing God's work and God's business. And I'll just tell you something. Paul appreciated the people that were around him. He was a people person. He loved people. He loved serving God with people. And he was keenly aware of the fact that the work of God that God had given him to do was impossible without other people. And I like that spirit. Tonight's message is titled this, Paul's People. Paul's People. I like to think about this. Paul worked with people. That was so important. If you are uh, determined to be some type of a leader in God's work, you're not on an island. You can't be. You've got to work with people. Sometimes I talk to preachers, and I talk to preachers often. I love talking to preachers. We have a lot of things in common. And one of the funny things, just a joke, I promise, is people, as preachers like to say, well, the ministry would be great if it wasn't for the people. And it's just a joke. Uh, but people do bring problems, people bring hurt, people bring heartache and grief. But the truth of the matter is, if you find yourself in God's work in a place where you don't like people anymore, your heart is not in tune with God who loves people. And no doubt there are moments where you need to be alone for a minute. But may God give us all, all of us, not just the pastor or the leadership in the church but may God give all of us his people a heart for people a heart to work with people now Paul he worked with people Paul understood I can't do it all so he worked with people there are people always around the apostle Paul helping him accomplish the work that God had given him to do and he helping others accomplish the work that God had given them to do you see it's not just about you or uh a group of people helping one person get the work done. The truth of the matter is, you're helping me get the work done that God's put in my heart to do, and I'm helping you get the work done that God puts in your heart. And the Apostle Paul, he worked with people. I like that. He didn't only work with people, but he also worked on people. He was constantly working on people, helping people, trying to improve people, trying to motivate people to do more and do right and Think right. I really think that Paul spent more of his time trying to get people to think right than he did do right. You see, when we get our hearts in tune with the Lord, we understand that do, do, do is not the heartbeat of God. We should be busy about God's work. 
But the primary way to please God is not action. It is faith. And sometimes we have to rest in the love and care and grace and mercy of God when we are incapacitated to do any type of work for Him. Paul was always working on people. He's working with people. He was working on people. But the Apostle Paul also worked people. I like that. He was enlisting people constantly into the work of the Lord. And may God help us to do that here. Uh, to work with people, work on people, and work people. There's opportunities all the time to serve the Lord around here. Have you found out if you want to serve the Lord, you can find plenty to do? <laughs> Often when someone complains that they can't find anything to do, it's because they don't want to do what's available. But when we read this passage of Scripture, we look at the people that are listed here, the encouragers, the helpers, Paul's people, we find out some things about them that characterize the servants of the Lord. And I'm thankful for it. Paul loved people. He commended people. He credited people. He cared for people. He was a blessing to others. And tonight I want to introduce you to Phoebe, Aquila, Priscilla, and the gang. And we'll start number one with Phoebe. Phoebe. Phoebe's an interesting character. Now, I want you to read with me as I read the first two verses of chapter number 16. The Bible says in verse 1, I commend you unto Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Sincrea, that ye receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a succour of many and of myself also. The interesting thing about Phoebe, that paints a picture in my mind of what she might look like, is that little word, secure. And you may say it different than I do. If you may say it better than me, that's fine. But tonight, it's secure. Uh, and if you've got a better way, I'd, come on up here. I've got a microphone for you. But uh, secure. And then I'll have you pronounce all these names here in a minute, too. But at any rate, secure. That's an interesting word. It is defined this way. A, protect, a protectress. It's feminine, it's a feminine word, a protector, a protectress, a guardian, a guardian. Now, I don't know what Phoebe looked like, but I know Phoebe had an odd turn about her. I think that the Apostle Paul knew that Phoebe was coming to the church at Rome, and he said, I probably need to brace them for the arrival of Phoebe. And actually, it's kind of interesting because look what the Bible says in verse 4. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, verse number 2. The Bible says that she hath been a secure of many and of myself also. What's he say? She has protected me and many other people. My, my imagination wants to run wild. And she's got swords on both hips. <laughs> A headband. <laughs> I saw her in a movie one time. <laughs> uh, but the truth is, she, was, she had some kind of extra special grit about her. And she didn't look exactly like all the other ladies at the church. And she didn't have the constitution of all the other ladies at church. Because the Apostle Paul said, I want you to know something. Phoebe's coming. And in case you're tempted to give her a hard time for looking different, acting different, 
and being different, I want to remind you that I commend her. She's somebody that is a blessing. She's somebody that can help. She, he says in verse 1, I commend to you Phoebe, our sister. She said, he said, first of all, you know, she's saved. She's saved. Then he says, which is a servant of the church, which is in Sincrea. He says, I want you to know, she's been working and serving in the church faithfully. She's a servant. She's a servant of the church. In verse number 2, he says, he says, I want you to receive her in the Lord. I want you to receive her in the Lord. Now, if anybody says you need to receive her in the Lord, you need to receive him in the Lord, that means you need to be patient with that person. <laughs> it means you need, to under, you need to treat her the way God would want you to treat her. Because your first reaction to that person is not going to be right. Have you ever met somebody that your first reaction to that person was not right? But after you gave them just a little bit of time, and you began to understand them and their story, you understood that, hey, maybe they're not so bad after all. I'll just tell you something. New people coming into a body, a, a church like ours, it's easy to let the first impression cause you to put up a wall. Now, let's not be that kind of people. Now, we should give people room and space and opportunity and we shouldn't judge the book by its cover. In time, there may come a reason, like the Bible says in verse number 17, to mark them which have division. But I'll have you know something. We need to know that God sends Phoebes along. People who are a little bit different. People, but people who can and will be used for God and His glory. Sometimes God even sends a Yankee. I'm messing with you, Peter. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes he sends somebody from Ohio or Indiana. God brings people together to do his work. And I love Phoebe. I love the fact that Paul wants the church at Rome to know that God has a special place for Phoebe. You be sure that you receive her. You be sure that you treat her the way you should. As a matter of fact, look what he says in verse 2. Receive her in the Lord as becometh saints. Now, I want you to ask yourself this question. Am I treating people in a way that is becoming of the saints of God? Hmm. Am I treating people to their face in a way that is becoming of the saints of God? Am I treating people behind their back in a way that is becoming of the saints of God? Now, I have you know something. Christian people are to be consistent. And I just wonder how many times... Just because of our own pride, people who could be a blessing to the body of Christ and the work of Christ, sisters, save people, have been turned away because of ill-tempered, unkind, unsaintly Christian people in Baptist churches. At that point, God's people say, oh me, instead of Amen. But we need to be careful. I love what the Apostle Paul says. He says, I love Phoebe. You're going to love Phoebe. But you need to be careful because your first response may not be the right one. Give her a little space. Give her an opportunity. And I'll tell you something. Phoebe is awesome. She just keep, he just talks about Phoebe and gives her so many wonderful uh, praises. 
The Bible says, verse number 2, uh, You receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. I think that's a wild, that's a fascinating statement. He said, I want you to know something. Phoebe's going to show up, and she's going to be busy about her business. Whatever she does, you assist her. Isn't that interesting? Whatever she does, you assist her. Now, it's a picture of what the church should, what church should look like because when missionaries come in, we should assist them in the work they do. When servants of the Lord are around, we should assist them. But something that's so wonderful about, to me about Phoebe is that we are called to, and God, the Apostle Paul said to the church of Rome, you need to assist her. Whatever business she's, she's taking care of and doing, you need to help her because it's important. I love Phoebe. Whatsoever business she hath need of you, you help or assist her. The Bible says in conclusion about Phoebe, she hath been a succour of many and of myself also. He says, you may not understand what she's doing at the time, but you assist her in her business because I'll have you know something. That woman has protected me and has protected many others. She is somebody we want in our church. She is somebody we want to help. Now, sometimes people who love the Lord and are very have a, have a heart that's in tune with the Spirit of Christ, some, often they stand out in local churches. But we need to learn when the Phoebes come around to welcome them, to greet them, to love them, assist them, thank God for them. And Phoebe, oh, the Apostle Paul loved Phoebe. He says, she's protected me. Phoebe. Oh, I like Phoebe. Number one, Phoebe. Number two, Aquila and Priscilla. Or Priscilla and Aquila. Uh, it comes both ways. Aquila is the man, Priscilla is the woman. But it's interesting, a couple times, uh, like two of the four times that they're mentioned, uh, Aquila comes first. I'm sorry, Priscilla comes first. Priscilla's the woman, Aquila's the man. Sometimes Priscilla comes first. These are also probably a unique couple. Uh, some people believe that it was all, that most likely it was Priscilla that had the mo- more dominant personality, and so therefore she's mentioned first a few times. But Aquila and Priscilla, needless to say, were a wonderful couple serving the Lord. I want you to see what the Bible says in verse number 3 of our chapter in our text. The Bible says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but I like the word helper. I like the word helper. Now, some people take offense to the word helper. Uh, you ever had somebody say, oh, he's my little helper. When I was a little boy, that felt really good. But sometimes now I don't feel so good about it. But if I can be a helper in the work of the Lord, that is not a derogatory statement. As a matter of fact, if you ever get to the place where you think somehow you're a boss in the Lord's work instead of a helper, you've got the wrong attitude because we're all helpers. We are all serving under God Almighty. There's no room for pride in the work of the Lord. And Aquila and Priscilla did many mighty things for God and his glory. And Paul says, greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers. My, first of all, they'd been a great blessing to the Apostle Paul. We'll see a little more details about that as we work through the text. But he says, my helpers. They had invested and helped Paul personally. I think that's sweet. He says, my helpers, the word helper. I like the word helper. I thank God for helpers. I want to be a helper. A helper is the kind of person who just does what needs to be done when it needs to be done. I mentioned a minute ago, if you say that you don't have anything to do for God and His glory, it's often because you don't want to do the very thing that God's given you to do. 
There's no small task in God's work. There's no minor duties in God's work. There's no inferior work in God's work. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul praises people who do the small task, the helpers. And so does God. Helpers. There's a, a phrase that I was taught many, many years ago by Mike Fox. He said, he said, you need to determine, it was a class called Assisting the Pastor. He said, if you have the opportunity to assist the pastor, he said, and you need to and work in a church, he says, you need to have this attitude that you're willing to do what needs to be done. He said, here's something that you need to write on your heart. Need seen, assignment given. Assignment given. Have you ever known people who uh, were, had that spirit? They're like, oh, I see something that needs to be done. And they just do it. Praise Jesus for that. Hallelujah. Need seen, assignment given. Do you know the difference between a thermometer and a thermostat? A thermostat tells the temperature and does something about it. A thermometer just tells you the temperature. Now, I'll just have you know something. There are lots of thermometers in church work. They'll tell you the temperature. They're sure to tell you the temperature. They'll tell everybody the temperature. (laughs) But then, along the way, God sends thermostats. And praise God for the thermostats. Aquila and Priscilla, they were thermostats. They saw the temperature. Maybe the temperature got a little hot. They did something about it. I'm not encouraging everybody to adjust the temperature in here. Please don't. Please don't. But I am encouraging you. If you see something needs to be done, have the spirit of Aquila and Priscilla. They were helpers. Need seen. Assignment given. They didn't just tell the temperature. They knew the temperature and adjusted and helped. Oh, it's fabulous. I love to watch somebody walk through the parking lot and pick a piece of trash. Thank you. I love to see people who walk, don't walk past messes. They stop at them and help and work. I love people when, who see new faces and graciously and wisely speak to them. It is kind of funny when somebody's been here at church for 50 weeks and someone walks up to them, hi, my name, is this your first Sunday? Uh, that can be a little bit awkward, but it's worth the risk. Uh, maybe don't say, is this your first Sunday? Say something, I don't know if I've met you yet. Uh, that'd be a good way to do it, wouldn't it? I'm not sure if we've met. If we have, forgive me, I'm forgetful. But it's so good to have you at our church. And Aquila and Priscilla, they were helpers. Praise God for the helpers. Uh, some things they did. I want you to take, keep your finger here in Romans chapter 16 and turn back with me. I've got about seven minutes, and that's okay. Uh, turn back with me to Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18 is the other place that we meet Priscilla and Aquila, and one other place in 2 Timothy. But I want you to look with me in Acts chapter 18, beginning in verse number 1. Acts chapter 18 and verse number 1. Aquila and Priscilla were helpers. The Bible says in verse 1, After these things Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontius, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. So here's the story with Aquila and Priscilla. Aquila had been living in Rome, but he had to be, because he was a Jew, he had to leave Rome, and he had moved from Rome, uh, from Athens, and came to Corinth. Or he came from Corinth, from Rome to Corinth. And so they meet in Corinth, Paul and Aquila and Priscilla. 
And so here's two people, Quill and Priscilla, who've been displaced. Uh, the government had changed, and they had to move. And you can just imagine uh, the kind of spirit you can have if you're forced out of your home or you're forced out of a place to go somewhere else. Well, they're forced out of this place, but all the while God knows what's going to happen because God puts them together with the Apostle Paul. And so the Bible says in verse number 3, And because he was of the same craft, Paul, he abode with them and wrought, for by their occupation they were tent makers. So this is fascinating to me. God moved Priscilla and Aquila for Paul. And God moved Paul for Priscilla and Aquila. And God put them together. Now, if you get upset about the providence of God or get upset about things that push you around, you be reminded of this, that God is working on your behalf. And God has appointments and plans and purposes that are beyond our reach. I just think often about... Ruth and I meeting. The greatest treasure God ever gave me was my wife, and I'm thankful for that. But who'd ever thunk it? A teenage boy working at Chick-fil-A tells her about Crown College in Indianapolis, Indiana. She'd never even heard about it. God, a redneck kid in Chilhowee, putting his heart to go to Crown College, scared to death he's going to break a rule he didn't even know existed and get kicked out. And we go to Walmart looking for fans and there she is. Hallelujah. And I'm just telling you, God works in mysterious ways and we can trust him. Aquila and Priscilla were helpers. God blessed them and by his providence. Aquila and Priscilla, look at verse 18. The Bible says, And Paul, after this, tarried there yet a good while, and then took his leave of the brethren and sailed thence into Syria and with him Priscilla and Aquila having shorn his head in Sincrea for he had a vow. So Priscilla and Aquila, when Paul moves, they move with him. It's so amazing that two groups of people, Paul and Priscilla and Aquila meet in a, basically a foreign land in Corinth and God knits their hearts together that the next move they make, they move together and they serve the Lord, really serve the Lord together for the rest of their lives. It's wonderful. Literally. It's wonderful. God blessed them. These are helpers. They were faithful. Look at the Bible says in verse 24. I love this about Priscilla and Aquila. The Bible says in verse 24, we meet Apollos. A certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexander, an eloquent man, mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. Here you've got a man full of wisdom and power, knew God's word. But all he knew at this point was the baptism of John. He just knew there was significance to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And he was preaching the Old Testament, but he didn't even know the story of Jesus being the Savior. And so guess who God used to help this evangelist get on the right track? The Bible says in verse number 26, And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Now I want you to notice about Priscilla and Aquila. They weren't ignorant. As a matter of fact, they taught a brilliant evangelist the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Man, I like that. Man, that's helpful. Anybody thinks the helpers, huh, the helpers are stupid. No, the helpers aren't ignorant. They're not useless. The helpers are people who know the book and know God. 
and invest in other people. Priscilla and Aquila were helpers. They were helpers. It's fantastic. Go back to our text, Romans chapter 4. In Romans chapter 4, look what they did in verse number 4. 16, I'm here, Romans 16, verse 4. Romans 16, verse 4. We'll back up to verse 3. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life laid down their own necks. Isn't that fascinating? You know what kind of people Aquila and Priscilla were? They're the kind of people, I don't know if it's where we got the slogan, or they'd stick their neck out for you. I don't, we don't know the story. There's no record of it in the Bible, exactly what this looked like. That's one of those things I'm hoping that I get to see the video of when I get to heaven. But Aquila and Priscilla, man, they were the kind of people, they stuck their neck out for the Apostle Paul. It's one thing for people to give you applause and give you applause on the sidelines. But Aquila and Priscilla, they were helpers. They were helpful. Paul's people, he says, these people, they've stuck their neck out for me. Who laid down their own necks. I don't know, it looks to me like they laid down their necks to be executed and God spared their life somehow, but they laid down their own necks. The Bible says, unto whom not only I give thanks. He says, I'm thankful for them. I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. He said, these are people who've made a difference. Aquila and Priscilla. The Bible says in verse 5, Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. It's almost like the Apostle Paul puts a little cherry on top. By the way, do you know something about Priscilla and Aquila? you know where the church meets? At their house. <laughs> These are great people. These are people that the Apostle Paul praises. These are people that the Apostle Paul highlights for us so that we can emulate. We need to emulate Paul and the fact that we love people and work with people, on people, and for people, and work people. But we also need to know that Aquila and Priscilla and Phoebe are people that we can pattern our lives after. Oh, what a blessing. The church is in their house. Aquila and Priscilla. Aquila and Priscilla, they were a willing couple, a working couple, a witnessing couple, a worthy couple. God used them in a mighty way. We thank the Lord for Priscilla and Aquila. Point number three. I said there's three points. Phoebe, number one. Two, Priscilla, Aquila. Point number three, the gang. I'm not going to begin to read all these names again, but I want you to see some things that are highlighted in this text as we bring this to conclusion. I can say verse number six, greet Mary. I got that one right, I think. Greet Mary who bestowed much labor on us. He says, oh, he's, he's just, I get to see him. He's thinking about these people. Mary, oh, what a laborer for the Lord. He says in verse number seven, salute these folks, my kinsmen, fellow prisoners, Notable among the apostles who were in Christ before me. He says, I want you to, to greet Andronicus and Juniah, these two guys that were prisoners with me and who got saved before I did. Praise the Lord for them. Verse number 8, greet Amplius, my beloved in the Lord. Salute Urbane, our helper. There's another helper. If anybody calls you a helper, thank them for it. Zacchaeus, my beloved. Look at the next one. Approved in Christ, verse number 10. Aristobulus, household, verse number 11. Herodian, my kinsman. 
Greet them of the household of Narcissus, which are in the Lord. Here's my two favorite, verse number 12. Tryphena and Tryphosa, who labor in the Lord. Rufus, chosen in the Lord. You get the point. You get the point. Let's get to verse number 16. The Bible says, salute one another with an holy kiss. Don't do that. But we do need to talk about it for just a minute. There's some people who believe in holy kisses, and I'll just tell you, stop that. It gets very uncomfortable really fast. But in the culture of these folks, it was, a, it was the way you greeted people, and it was appropriate. And uh, we do it now with a handshake. We do it now with a kind word. And we do need to greet one another. We need to look each other in the eye and say, God bless you. I love you. Thank you. Salute the gang. Paul says, I just can't hardly stop this letter. I got I to gotta tell people about the people. My people have made a difference. And I don't know about you, but I want to emulate the Apostle Paul in loving people and including people. But I also want to emulate the people that the Apostle Paul praised. Laborers, helpers. Lovers, chosen, beloved. I'll tell you, if we determine to have that kind of spirit, there'll be a sweetness in this church that can only be described as it's from God. It's from God. I pray God will give us the spirit of Paul's people at Joy Baptist Church.